Welcome to Drinking with Authors. I'm your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the amazing J.M. Paquette. And our guest today is the wonderful Carolyn Clark. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So great to be here. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what we're drinking. So I found this, I think I had it on the show one other time, but um, it's from my friends here in North Carolina, Flat Rock Cider Company. But it's called um, Moy Guapa, I think. But it's Guava Passion Fruit Hard Cider. And mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing. And um, it says, uh, inspired by the beauty and blooms of the summer season. It's very <laughs> fancy. I love that. So what's the drink in it? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a cider, but it's a, it's really good and it's not too sweet. So anyway, in a gigantic can of it, which is the size of my head, it's fine. It's good. Okay. What are you drinking, Jen, for the boring person coming? Yep. Okay. I, have, I have a fancy mug, but I'm just drinking tea, but I am drinking, it's called ooey gooey, like biscuits tea from the, I don't know, one of the 8 million tea Maybe subscriptions. Ooey. I don't know. It's ooey gooey biscuits. It's a black tea. It's okay. I expected more ooey gooeyness, and it's a little not that. It's so. um because it's tea. We'll see if it gets better mm-hmm. as as we move forward. Okay, I I'm not gonna. If you put a little you know whiskey in that, it would, but we, <laughs> you won't. So anyway, Ideally. moving on. Um, Carolyn, what are you drinking? Well, sadly, or if it's a good thing, I had to stop drinking wine because of these intense headaches. So now I'm into gin. And my daughter just made this for me. She's 22, so she's able to do that. Um, So it's gin and soda water. And she actually put some strawberries in it. So it's got this little strawberry flow to it. I love that. And I'm a big fan of gin. So... I'm getting into it. I find that I have no headaches anymore. If I stick to gin, I find it clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that you found a solution and didn't do what like our allergic to alcohol friend here did and no. is drinking ooey gooey tea. So whatever. Yeah, that was just a heartbreaker when I found out. I needed to stop <laughs> for a bit with the wine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So for those that may not know you, what do you write? <clears throat> Well, I just had my debut novel, but that, and we're coming up to a year anniversary. First, and that was um, called And Then There's Margaret, and it's my first fiction book. Um, and it's sort of a slice of life family dramedy. Very cool. And what may, oh, sorry, there's magical music happening behind me. <laughs> Um, it's, it's fine. I changed the ring doorbell to do this. And now all the time I'm like, Ooh, it's so fancy, but anyway, um, okay. So what made you decide to write a novel? Um, you know, it, 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 I was in the ESL world for many years, teaching English and writing nonfiction resources, right. For for um, I feel you. teachers what's that yeah teachers and students I was teaching English for 17 years I had I still have an ESL blog heavily in the ESL world I wrote with uh, Cambridge University I did some teacher resources there so um, I just remember teaching the lower levels and it was just one day I came in and I was writing on the board we were doing colors or clothing again I said I can't do this like as far as just I needed some other outlets so it probably it was about seven years ago that that all happened that I decided you know what I've 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 had my time here still I'm still in where I am now I'm recording but now I've um, I've jumped on into the fictional world and I, I'm so glad I did. So the very, very outlet I was looking for. Very cool. So this is uh, that was your debut. What are you working on right now? Um, it is a follow up to this one. Actually, it, it's almost the same world. Same characters are coming back, um, and uh, the main character, and then Margaret it will be in this as well. So it's five years later later and it was the publisher that suggested let's let's keep going and riding this wave because the debut novel has been doing very well um 
yeah, we've been able to gain a bit of an audience as well. So they're like, let's keep going. So after writing the book for seven years, six years, um, I am almost done this one. So I'm, and I just started in February. So it goes to show if I can put my heart and soul into it and if family members can understand that um, I'm busy, then I can do great things. <laughs> I can. No, that's, that's awesome. And you get faster. You do get faster yeah. when you start writing. Mm-hmm. So what made you choose this story? Um, interestingly enough, um, this story is based on a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law's turbulent, complex relationship. And I don't have a mother. I never got to meet my mother-in-law. <laughs> I was at a book club six years ago and listening to some of the stories and conversations, the sins and the confessions and all the crazy stories about um, their mother-in-laws. There, there were about four of my friends there and two other that were neighbors. And I was laughing. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this would make such a funny book. And I'd already started thinking, but I, but I had started my blog, Penlet Central. So that came into my head because I that Penlet Central is sort of geared for the chiclet fans, um, the lover of chiclet that uh, are no longer, um, you know, interested in those stories of, you know, terrible bosses and wandering lovers. And that's probably made me more interested in seeing what Henlet, so Chicklet going to Hen, um, I thought, you know what, with an older protagonist that's over 40, uh, Allison is 45 um, in the book. So that's that's um, kind of where I started and wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, Allison, the main character, is like five of my friends rolled up in one. And I just thought, you know what, let's go for it. Yeah, no, that's a ton of fun, you know, I guess, right? Second act, third act. I don't know. Maybe it's my fourth act. I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay. So you're working on book two, then what are you? Okay. So now that you've done this, do you have a, like a writing goals in mind? Do you have an idea of where you want to go with your writing career? Um, I love to pump out a book a year. Um, that would be a the goal. Um, we're going to see this one's coming out May 2024. I've got to go through all of the natural stages of editing and um, uh, beta readers and cover. And I guess it's, it gives the publisher time to get it up on certain sites. But um, yeah, if I can keep going, they say don't stop writing, right? They say if you really want to write and hey, put putting out two books a year, I'd love to do that. Um, I don't have the energy as I did when I was younger and I'm working full time, um, you know, so that's, it's hard to do that, but I would be happy and pleased if I could do one book a year, depending on how, you know, receptive the readers are for this book coming up. So you went with a, a hybrid publisher, correct? Uh, no, a small press. A small okay. press. Okay. Um, And so how did you find the small press? Um, so I had originally, it's really funny because I had the book ready like a week before the zombies came and COVID, right? Remember that, that day, everything was shutting down and it just felt so surreal. Um, so I had taken that week off. It was March break for teachers and myself. Um, oh, no, back then I was teacher. So I had taken March break off and I thought, this is the month, the week I'm going to send it out. I was so excited. It was all done. And then boom, everything shut down. And I thought this world doesn't even feel like in my storybook world, right anymore. It just, we, we went into it, you know, I think it was four weeks later that everybody was in lockdown. And then I had the first chapter where she was at a gym and I'm thinking, oh my God, are we ever going to get back to the, that kind of life? And, and um, uh, her father-in-law passes away in the first chapter, the main character's father-in-law. So I had her going to the hospital. I'm thinking, they wouldn't even let us in the hospitals now. And I didn't foresee that life was going to get So I stopped and I, was, I had my list of the big five, right? Not, not the big five, but on the, the big publisher's list. So I did send it out eventually. I changed it, modified it. Uh, I put masks in it. Um, and then I sent I sent it out to some publishers. Like probably I had a list of about twenty five. Some of the top 
Richard, no, mind you, I'm in Canada, so we do not have, um, I want to say commercialized agents, uh, commercialized fiction agents mm -hmm. that were representative. Um, so I sent them all out to uh, the U.S. Uh, agencies. And I, I did get back some really great constructive feedback. Keep going. Uh, had a lot of R&Rs, re revise and resubmit. And then I found uh, Black Rose Writing, which was one that wasn't looking for an agent. And I think at this point, it was so long after writing it, I really just wanted to get this out and out of my way because I was taking a creative an online. This was when online was like the thing. I took an online creative course and I started writing with my new, um, with our, our new instructor. And she said, oh, what have you guys been writing? So I did show her something. She goes, send it out now. You've got to send this out. So I did. But I wasn't, I was not really that much into it. But I was more focused on the next book, which is not what I'm doing now, but it's still an idea. And then, um, yeah, then it was Black Rose Writing. I think I heard two weeks later after I submitted. Um, and then it was just like, you know what? I'm going to just go with it. And they were quite nice. I did my due diligence of researching everything and, and finding out, like, beware of Black Rose. But you know what? If you cut through it all, they're amazing. A great small press publisher in Texas, actually. Um, yeah, so that's how we it all happened. So I'm going to go for it. Very cool. That's Very awesome. cool. Okay, we are actually going to take a break and we will be right back with Drinking With Authors. Hey listeners, you know me, Eric Lance. You're just listening to me in the podcast that you have. But guess what? I'm doing something new. Yeah, she's joining me, Mark Muncy, the author of the Erie, Florida book series and Erie, Appalachia. And we are hosting a new podcast called Eerie Travels. Woo-woo, Eerie Travels, which covers things like ghosts, cryptids, weird stuff, UFOs, men in black, all kinds of fun things that people talk about and I'm sure you've discussed with friends. Yep, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice or find us at eerietravels.com and join in the fun and all the spooky goodness. And of course, Mark, what do we always say? We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> you can have as many drinks as you like. That's the best part of this show. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. It is not the goal. The goal is to find out about her, but secondarily goal can is to drink a lot of drink. I'll drink all that thing. I'm just curious. Do you, do you drink and then write? Does that happen now that um, you've shifted from wine to gin? I do. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> I love the look Saturday you have because you have this look like you're being naughty about it, but you're mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So that's what Saturday nights are for, right? Just yeah, chilling out, putting. Um, usually, my husband's busy watching the USC or or um, some other sci-fi show, and then I, you know what? I'm here. I've got my music on. Why not? Yeah. And it's, it's great for the creative juices, right? Getting it flowing. Oh, Definitely. I think so. I just, I still have not completely found that point between, Ooh, this is great for um, creative juices and Ooh, I have drunk way too much and I'm just writing garbage. Yeah. And when you go back to it, Oh, I've done that. It was like, where was my head? <laughs> but yeah. actually I can pull some stuff from this. Yeah. It's so my, 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 protect, my protagonist loves wine. So, oh. right. So I yeah. think I could just drink with her. Totally. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. And you're also, because you, I'm, you miss wine, right? So she's enjoying it. it for you. Yes. It was a total life changer for me, but you know what? I do plan to see if I can try it again. It's just, I'm not so sure if it was the um, tannins or what's, what's the other thing that wine has um, sulfites. That's right. And there's one other thing, histamines. And I didn't know that. And that's why I, I, I went to gin because gin doesn't have, uh, it's low in histamines. So mm -hmm. I should try something. Yeah. We just mm -hmm. got technical about our drinking I stuff. Know. Yes. It's very I, scientific. I love it. If you can take a, a allergy pill, maybe before you have wine, if you get headaches, I know I haven't tried that route, but all depends. No, 
I, I don't know if I'd want to. I feel like that's very, no. you're going into the danger zone. Right. Danger yeah. zone. So. Um, <laughs> that was for Val. Um, but I feel like you'd be going into the danger zone yeah, if you were taking things. Because I do have a friend that has a fantastic story about Benadryl, not non-drowsy, but regular Benadryl and drinking. And it was not a pleasant experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Benadryl puts me right to sleep. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I'm not going to do any of the fun things anyway. So never mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was similar for her, but the sleeping was also being sick and it was in a club bathroom floor. So none of that was, oh, good. None of was yeah, good. That's choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, what was it like when you got your first, I love talking to people who have one book out because there's a whole, um, newness awesomeness that comes with getting your book you know not that it doesn't happen when you get your books but after you've done a certain number of it's not the same as the first time you got your book in your hand oh yes yes it was, it was <laughs> she's like so, i'm gonna grab my book just um no i remember i um oh i cried right opening up the book and um and the books and holding it for the first time. So I, what was the review? Do you read your reviews? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I certainly do. And that was, that is something <clears throat> I think all authors should be doing. And, you know, now that I can say I'm a published author. So for aspiring authors, I would say, read your reviews, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and believe that had ugly. Um, but overall, I know that, um, this book and then there's Margaret, there's, I think we're almost at 3000, uh, ratings and reviews. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so my goal was to have a thousand by July 21st for the, for the first year birthday. Um, that, yeah. So I go in now and I, I, I look at the four to five stars, but I do go in often I have someone checking me checking out is actually one of my beta readers that looks at some of the one and two stars but it's been constructive criticism now there's been a lot of trolls coming my way um we did book bubs we did uh my book was on um, prime reading and it was number one in humor and satire for almost four weeks so I was getting a lot of drifters I don't know just angry authors or people that weren't even reading the book, you could tell. And I'm thinking there's a pattern here. They weren't verified purchasers, right? So I was seeing the pattern saying, you know, this book needs an editor or I couldn't, I had to put it, like you could tell that they didn't read it. But then those that did read it, most of the bad reviews were people triggered by Margaret. So Margaret's behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I found that interesting. Um, so it, it will only help me now with this book because I've toned down her behavior, but I wanted to write that, right? I didn't have a metal lump, but it happens. There's a huge community of people out there who have terrible negative relationships with their mother-in-laws. And if you just, you know, Google it, there's millions of pages that come up on it and um, online forums. So I didn't want to cut that out. I didn't want to make her too much of a caricature, but I also wanted to make this story real. This is a real complex relationship. So I think for the negative reviews that this book has received, um, it has it's not it has been more about the character and the um, you know some people didn't like that her husband jump in enough. So I'm thinking, okay, I might have done my job because I'm pissing people off. <laughs> um, and. Well- I think you did because here's the thing having we're now approaching like our 400th show or um, I can actually look to see what number show you will be through this because I you're going to be show 401 so um, which is exciting but having spoken to so many authors and stuff your goal is to have an impact with your readers. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that impact will be fantastic. And sometimes you're just going to piss them the fuck off. Yeah. That's what's going to be because you have so many millions of people in the world. You're never going to please Mm -hmm. every human with your book. If it was bland Mm -hmm. enough to do that, they wouldn't be interested Mm -hmm. in reading it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, when you're looking at, 
you know, negative or toning down, I say, don't tone it down at all. I mean, the things Mm -hmm. as an author that you need to look at to me with reviews is if you meant to um, create a certain effect and you never see that effect in your reviews, maybe go talk to a developmental editor because you miss the mark, obviously, if mm-hmm. nobody comments mm-hmm. on whatever that aspect, you're like, I want them right. to see this. Right, right. But, sure. Um, the only stuff you should actually pay attention to is if they're like, hey, this author keeps switching tenses or hey, the grammar yeah. of this book mm-hmm. is fucking terrible. Like right. those are the things because um, some authors have a very hard time reading their reviews, but nobody, mm-hmm. not everybody's going to like your damn book. Right. right. I, I, and that's sort of what I said to myself. And I'm doing my job. If I'm if I'm if I'm creating and stirring up emotions in someone, then wow. That connection. It, yeah, that connection. Um, and then there's so many people that saw the humor in it because, um, you know, I um, I'm hoping you asked me a question of um, dramedy. If you ask me that what dramedy <laughs> is, I'll tell you. <laughs> Tell oh, us about yes, it. We would, um, Jen, <laughs> we ask would. the question. Jen. What, tell us your thoughts on dramedy and how it oh, affects sure, writing. Yes. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so dramedy is one of my most favorite um, genres when watching movies or series. Have you ever seen Fleabag? Um, oh, I love Fleabag. Right? Yeah, or um, Catastrophe. Um, those are the, the ones I love. Um, all of Kitrich. I don't know if you ever saw with Frances McDermott. She was, yep, yep. Right. And then as far as books goes, we have one of my favorite was uh Elephant Eleanor Elephant is completely fine. Um Mm-hmm. Do you remember her with Honey uh, Gail Honeyman? Yeah. Um, so that was sort of dramedy. So dramedy is, you know, a mix of drama and comedy. And it just, <clears throat> there weren't really a lot of books written in dramedy. And that's where I'm thinking, I, I, I kind of add it to play the game. Like I was really curious about writing Hamlet, first of all, and starting Hamlet, the, the website. And then I was also curious about, you know, these I think they were talking about putting the the, the um, category dramedy in the Oscars because there were so many movies in see uh, right mm-hmm. so crosses thinking, that line yeah and so then I I remember googling about dramedy before this all happened and then I just saw some of the bestsellers like um where'd you go Bernadette that was another drama or a man called Av Otto with um, Av it's Av is the one the Norwegian one and then Otto with uh, Hank. Tom Hanks. And so that's, that was what I really wanted to accomplish in this book too, was to put a form of some kind of dramedy where it's, you know, that fear and misery mixed with joy and humor. And um, I forget the question, but that was part of what I wanted to write in that genre, which is just starting to make a mark. It's like, uh, what's the other one? Rom, rom, um, Rom-com. Rom-com. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And then you add the later in life element to that Mm because, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got um, that like 20 year old. It's funny, but it's also drama. Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. But the later in life, they're usually more serious. You know, they kind of go one way or the other. They're all funny or they're all serious. So that's interesting that you're bringing it into a new sort of category of characters. Yeah. And I, and it's, it's not easy to pull off because writing humor is not easy at all. Um, because, (laughs) and I think, cause I read a lot of books when I was younger, I started with Judy Bloom. She was my Mm -hmm. favorite. And I always remember, do you remember Judy Bloom's book? Oh yeah. No, she Uh, was at the ALA conference we went to this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And her movie just came out. So I think that's where I started as a young one. I was, I was into Judy Bloom and, and, um, um, that those characters that were funny, but also kind of like a slice of life. Mm-hmm. And I think using an older character, I mean, let's face it, Henlet, like there, there's millions of older women readers, right? We're the market. We're the mm-hmm. ones with time. We're the ones with money buying these books. So um, you know, either you go on the serious or you go on the the romance or pure comedy. Um, I I really want to take a crack at the dramedy genre. So you you said you had benched you had based it 
on a group of your friends. How did they feel about being represented in the book in this way? Oh, there's no way they would even tell. And I, I remember <laughs> talking to them about that. <laughs> and I have like little bits and pieces of, yeah, you can use that one. There's a part in the book where Margaret's taking chapstick and at anything she finds in the coat pocket, she's cleaning out and she takes it. And that was a, a real life um, story from one of my friends. And she's like, yeah, go for it. Just no one would know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, there's nothing too defined as far as a character go, as far as one character goes, but I think it plays as said, it's just all rolled up in one. That's Allie. That's very nice of you to ask your friends if they could be represented as characters in the book before you represent them in the book. That's right. very cool of you to do. Yeah. Jen. All right. So I put oh, Erica Jen, in a book, that? but you, but, okay. So I put Erica in a book, but it was a character that she had played in, because my story is a D, based on Dungeons and Dragons, a game we used to play. So it was you just. Oh, that's not, so funny. Not you. <laughs> No, it was, and it wasn't. No, I was actually, it was flattering, but it was very funny because I was reading it and I went, wait a minute. I literally called her and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this me? Is this me? <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, it was me. It was me. At least you asked, I guess. That's the better part. Right? I asked after the fact it was fine. <laughs> no, I asked you if it was me and you were like, yes, the book was already done. What are it was you already done. And then I was like, yeah, that was you. That's fine. That was right? you. That was you. Yay. Yay for being you. So what has surprised you about going down this fiction route? Like what, because we all have ideas like we're going to write a book and we know what Mm. we think that means. And then you get to the other side of that. And Mm. it is, it is not the same journey you began on at all. Right. And your first one took you seven years. Six years. Yeah. Six years seven years to just like wait and going back and forth to the, the publisher. Um, I think, and I think, I mean, you both are writers as well and your audience, I'm sure half of them are authors, but the writing, I guess, is the easy part, right? It's the, it's the marketing and the energy it takes to stay active. Um, you know, I think now with, with, even with the big five publishers, they're expecting you to have some sort of social media presence, right? Oh, you have to, because they're not going to do it for you. They might not be expecting you to do Mm -hmm. it, but if you want to sell your book, you're going to have to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's Twitter and I I had my back up against Instagram. I'm like, no, I don't want to make pretty pictures and send them. I I just don't. I mean, I was just familiar with Twitter because that was the first platform I used. And then, you know, they're saying you have to have an author website or author Facebook. So I think, yeah, I didn't know how much work and time and energy and, you know, I'm still devoted to my baby, my book baby, because it's, um, it it's still, you know, I think I, I think there's like 10 or 11 ratings and reviews of every night I'm getting, I'm getting right. So um, it was interesting because the publisher said we have a new agreement now. I'm actually 50, 50 with them on this book. So that's been fantastic too. So. Yeah. Very cool. That's good because yeah. people get that kind of rating too at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, I'm very, very fortunate, very lucky, and very grateful. Very, very cool. Um, so what about uh did you like you want to do one book a year? Do you want to stay in the dramedy? Are there any other genres you debate crossing into or um I think uh I think I would probably stick with dramedy because I, I think, because I have it already, you know, and if I, if you Google dramedy novel, my book's the first one that comes up like on um, Amazon. Yeah. And dramedy (laughs) or so dramedy, dramedy, it's one of the first books that come up. So I'm thinking if, if I want to make a career out of it, it would be wise to stick with what I've done so far. Mm Mm-hmm. If I had all the time in the world and really thought about it, I'd love to do a thriller, right? But I mean, I just don't think my mind works that way because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to figure it out and and be able to put the pieces together. Like, well, a thriller, honestly, yeah. you work backwards or as somebody crime. who writes thrillers. 
Yes. Is you have to work, work the novel backwards from where yes. you want it to end. Right. And then mm-hmm. where you want it to begin and then plant every little seed along the way. Mm-hmm. And the just, you yeah. have to be careful to not make it too, um, too obscure that, you know, no reader on the planet no has any idea what the hell you've just done. Right. What you've done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So hats off to you for sure. I just don't, I, my brain just doesn't work that way. I think I'm such a, um, I, I love human behavior. So I think that's kind of where I like my, the things that go in my head. Um, when I not judging, just observing, I'm always observing. So I think I'd rather stick just sort of to that genre that, but keeping the humor in it too. Very cool. So then what's coming up after this one? Do you already know where you're going? Um, with the next one, the Zelda. So this one was, and then there's Margaret and now there's Zelda. But after Zelda. So where are you going? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to go back to the one I started with my creative writing course. And it's, it's, it's going to be like War of the Roses meets, uh, do you know that movie? Do you remember? I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Meets Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. So it's kind of like a couple that, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to, go through a little bit of a nasty separation at the same time they don't want to leave their house so they've put so much work and time and energy in it so there's going to be a bit of an arc happening there but just you know that human relationships and 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 fun fun but but serious that's that scene in the breakup about the lemons has just become a thing. Oh, He's, see, baby it's, wants lemons, baby gets lemons, but baby wanted 12 lemons. Like, I know, I know. It's just like these simple things just are, I find so funny, like I relatable. You know what? That's mm-hmm. one of the words I, I like for as far as what I like to write is something relatable. Mm-hmm. If anyone can relate to it, maybe. <laughs> well, no. clearly the 3000 <laughs> reviews, people are relating. That's amazing. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, Jen, I'm going to let you get a final question before we go to literary briefs. Oh, all right. Um, in your. See, I have I have a bunch of literary briefs questions, but. You are a scholar. And I know. I know. I want to host it. Hundreds of shows. Get your shit together. I don't have my uh, shit. You have one job. One job to do it. All right. So you taught English. I'm going to my roots. I, I also teach roots, English. Right. All right. So yeah. you taught English for 17 years, right? Do you yeah. find that 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 uh, how does that influence you as you're writing? Like does your background as an English teacher come up? Do you find yourself like have a hyphen? Do you stop and go and look it up if it has a hyphen or you're like, no, no, the editor can deal with that. Uh, No, I, you know what? And and it's, I, I, sometimes I hate the way I write because I can't move on unless the sentence is done. Um, (laughs) I think, but but just having sort of the grammar um, piece to that, having all that background and grammar. And I think uh, one of the things that is so hard to write and you would know dialogue is is maybe I actually teaching English and listening and and forming conversations with them. I did a lot of conversational conversational English. So it's getting dialogue because we used to teach them natural English. So I think that helped me with the dot with writing some of the dog dialogue pieces. Um but yeah, it, I think that's what helped me. And, you know, I meeting all these women across the world and, and men, but it's women who, you know, brought forward to me the whole mother-in-law situation. I think that helped me um, gain perspective on this as a universal topic, mm-hmm. right? So I would say teaching English has been, been great. And it's kind of kept me... Um, mm, on point as far as uh I, I wasn't really a plotter for this one. I was more of a pantster. Is it pantster or pantster? Pant pantser. 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 Yeah, I was more of a pantser for this one, but now plotting. But then I, I'm thinking, wow, I used to teach this, like learning like writing. Why can't mm-hmm. I I do this? So but I think that I'm going back to that. Mm-mm. Very cool. Outlining yeah. and, 
outline. I write an outline and then I totally ignore it. So yeah, I, sure. I hear you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let the characters take you. It's like the student <laughs> who writes a paper and then head. does an outline at the afterward. I'm yeah. like, well, at least you did it. It's fine. Yeah. I know. That's what you yeah. could do is just go back and change your outline, Jen, to match the story. To match the wrote. story and then to it's match fine. The story. There you go. Perfect. Outline done. Yeah. See, I don't done, do done, outlines done. for that reason. Like I, I have a new nifty tool that I'm using, but I'm not doing outlines. I'm just doing plot points through the three different areas of the book, like Ooh. three acts, just plot points, like things I want to cover in each one, but it's not like, uh, you know, detailed see I can't imagine writing a thriller where you have to have so many elements I would forget them yeah there's so many like there's the act one I I tried that for for those Zelda ones act one act two act three and then you've got to have the acts within the acts and it was oh I didn't go down the acts within the acts but there's definitely um because I'm working on two separate um thriller horror books right because there's aspects in each and um it it definitely helps me to go because I know what I wanted to have happen but it's like okay what point in time is that revealed what point in time Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. like do I start planning the scene and you know especially when do the I write in first person so when do the characters start realizing what is actually happening because you know what's Mm -hmm. happening but it's mm-hmm. also when did they start realizing what's happening? And I think yeah, that if you yeah, don't, yeah. like this has helped me a lot to go, okay, because as much as maybe I want to reveal it now, I'm going to wait and I'm going to drop this other thing in there and then reveal this other thing at the end. Right, but right. It's But it's a lot like humor because um, the other genre I read is humorous erotica. And you have to mm. have the um, jokes fall correctly. Otherwise, like I, I was on a... Uh, a podcast the other day and I was talking about like I feel like humor and horror slash thriller stuff is grossly underestimated with how much work it takes to have the correct reaction from the audience and and I say that not like gore you can do gore pretty well where you gross out an audience like you can do that Mm -hmm. and you can do drama where you pull at heartstrings you know you just kill people or have them lose somebody or whatever and describe the grief they're experiencing but you it's it's hard to get a joke to land and that's actually one of the comic relief right Mm -hmm. yeah I stopped watching the Oscars Mm -hmm. A bazillion years ago, because I realized that there were these great humorous movies and even horror movies. Yeah, they got absolutely no acknowledgement, but mm. they were doing phenomenal at the box office, and the actor alone had you in that world. But you know, they I, I love Tom Hanks, but I just go, you know, he was great in these movies, but at the same time, you look at like Jim Carrey in the mask. Mm-hmm. that was a lot of work being that character yeah. and doing yeah. that you know that's just mm-hmm. one example or you know robin williams and a lot of, it's to be those things and i think people go oh that's easy you're running around doing this thing no yeah 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 and and, and, and then you know having that comic relief somehow whether it's a joke <laughs> or a character that comes in as that comic relief and i think we're seeing more of that in some of the series I, I think series the dramedy series too or, or even the dramas the serious drama series is having that one character that provides that relief because that's life right we don't we're not going around too serious and and you know we have to have some lightness something to pin that or to poke a, a hole through that balloon that stress balloon mm-hmm. I like it okay we're going to roll mm-hmm. into our literary briefs mm-hmm. portion of this. It's rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Carolyn? Or do you want to oh, take my another goodness. drink? Okay. okay. You can take another <laughs> drink as we load up for the literary briefs. We're all taking drinks. Oh. <laughs> okay. First question. What is your favorite book of all time? Um, Favorite book of all time. I'm going to just say uh, all of Kittredge. I don't know if you know um, Elizabeth Strout because I watched the movie, the series. It was a six-episode series, and I loved Frances McDormand. So anything with her, and so I loved the book. Awesome. What about your least favorite? Um, 
I'm going to say shades of gray or gray shade. What was that one? It was written in something person. And I didn't like it. It was present tense. That's what I remember about it. It was written in present tense. You know, we all, it was sort of a um, guilty pleasure, but I was like, I really hate this book, but I was just doing it because everybody else was reading it. Oh yeah. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I read a couple pages and I was like, this is Yeah, this garbage. is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But it and written in third okay. like, present tense. <laughs> Jen, you had all these literary briefs questions. Let's hear some. Oh, Ooh. all right. So first question, when you are reading, do you prefer paper book, Kindle or audiobook? Paper book. And I why? Paper books. I just love the smell of them and I love, it's mine and I can all write right. in and fold. Okay. That was my next question. So you, so you'll write in your books. You don't keep them like pristine and pure. Oh, no. Oh gosh. No. No. And then what are you reading right now? I'm not because I don't have time, but I do have lessons in chemistry. I don't know if you've seen that book, lessons in chemistry. Vaguely familiar. Because I'm curious to why it's been doing so freaking well. That's why (laughs) it was her debut book at 60. She has, she's number one. I think she's got over, I'm, I'm not on Google right now, but I think she had over 60,000. So I'm more curious about why, but she's a very good writer. So that's sort of at my night table. Very cool. The inspiration. Good, good. Erica, did you have one or? Well, I, you had so many. You're well, at, I've, I can, I can sprinkle them in. Um, what show, mm. what's the last show that you binge watched? Um, um, oh, 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 uh, the one with Krasinski, John Krasinski, um, Jack Ryan. It's only because my husband's watching it. Do you read the book? It's actually really good. I don't. And I know know what this is, this, there's a lot of money in these series and I mean, it's it's the formula series, right? But he's Mm -hmm. so good. So yeah, we're on, uh, we're on season three. Yeah, they're, they're nothing like the books in a way because he's legitimately an analyst in the books. So right yeah it's like so. it's like the born supremacy or the born series the jason born series it's not yeah. at all like the books but you just enjoy it anyway all I right enjoy which is- it because the writing is 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 very good and also there's money in it and i love gory and it's gory i love so gore. my next question <laughs> was best uh book to screen adaptation uh oh the martian okay yeah yeah we love Have to rescue it? Matt Demon, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. I thought that was great, and I, um, I loved the story behind it, where he was writing that book on um, his blog, and then it just people started following it, and then it, and it was simple language. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it, and that was dramedy. That was drama plus comedy. When he's I doing the math on all of the rations, like, yeah, I'm screwed. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought he was not so gonna not gonna end yeah. well. Um, what was the worst um, adaptation, in your opinion? Um, oh, um, just saw it. Uh, uh, where'd you go, Bernadette? Because those are the books, like, lighthearted that I tend to back gravitate to. So I think who was in it that I didn't care for? Um, Blonde. Oh. You don't have anyway. to call out the actresses. We didn't like no. it. <laughs> Just we didn't like it. Okay. What is your favorite um writing snack when you're writing? What what do you what do you like to eat? Barbecue chips. Anyone that knows me, give me barbecue chips. I eat them all day. Then you type on your keyboard. Pardon? Like the idea of barbecue chips on my fingers. I would be like, it's on one. Okay, so you have to like. And I've got my wipes. And you have to okay. Just thinking of like. If I had was eating, okay. No, no, and you I'm you eat very, cookies like, and crap all I the eat, time. I eat, I eat at my desk keyboard all the time. Is a mess. I'm excited <laughs> about the like. What's how would that? What's the strategy out of eating barbecue chips while you're in the middle of writing? So my son has a strategy wherein he uses chopsticks or a fork. Ooh to All eat right. chips while he's gaming in his computer oh, because he can eat them and it not get on his hands. So he doesn't have to bother wiping or cleaning. He just grabs them brilliant. like, like brilliant. this. I he gets the tweezers. ones that have the, um, the rubber band, like intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I that. that's great. That's a great idea. 
they yes, should actually just invent something and call it like right. a uh, like, like you know what else something for the the busy person on the computer you can you know, yeah. Evie uses toothpicks yeah. my daughter will use toothpicks on stuff but that's not gonna doesn't work on chips. Ooh. It works on, you know, no, cheese but I like the the, you can use chopsticks or tweezers. Good. Yeah. Remember that. Chopsticks or um, fork. Actually, he uses a fork and it's weird. Um, yeah, so in there. Mm-hmm. my question is if who would play the lead character if your book was optioned to a movie? Um, I was given this before and I want to go with... Um, Oh my goodness, I can't remember. Oh. She wants to go with the gin that's attacking any memory she has of what she previously said. Oh my god, this is the problem with hormones. Um, Colleen, Tony Collette. That's that's who I was. Oh my god, I love Tony Collette. Right? Yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm. I think she would be good. She's got the perfect snark face and snarkiness. She is such mm-hmm. a brilliant actress, actor, she? too. Like mm-hmm. she's I feel like she's not nearly acknowledged enough for her versatility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So so what's your character's theme song? Um the David Bowie one. Because I do listen to that and I'm thinking I could see her uh uh heroes. Cool. Yeah. It's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of music when you write? Yes, I do. And I listen to a lot of seventies and eighties. I do. Do you so music with words? Songs? Yeah, with words. Yeah, no, sing? I can do it. Yeah, no. Uh, do I sing? Like, uh, do you no. sing along while you're? Uh, no, because I don't know the words. Or I'm la, 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 la. yeah, uh-huh. but um, I know some of the words. But yeah, sometimes it depends. I like to to listen to music when I'm cleaning, and then I'll sometimes sing. Yeah, that's so much fun. It's changed my game with cleaning. I just put my my buds in and just clean. It's amazing what you can do. Very cool. Do you have an audiobook for your book? I do. I do. Um, did you listen to it? it? Was, I did. Um, God forbid if she's listening, but it was, I didn't pick the the um, narrator. She was good. It was just her first book. So, yeah. We'll go to the next question. She, like, she was good, but I think she could have been better. Right, a little bit more um, intonation and character change with boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're such a pleasant person. The way you're saying stuff, I <laughs> would be like, she fucking sucked. I'm not a fan <laughs> of my audiobook. <laughs> well, like, if, yeah, I know. I, I you cannot be a fan of your audiobook, yeah. especially if you don't get I, to choose the narrator. Yeah. Like, that's well I'll have control now so um yeah that's gonna change and I you know it was her first one and you know that's it's a learning supporting curve. Of, yeah and let's support the her mm-hmm. first narrating job yeah that's good Very How's cool. that? I like that Jen I'm gonna do the final one so you get one more don't screw this up Ah, she's gonna screw it up it's fine i want to think of a very a very good one and i i feel this is going to be your final one so i don't want to steal it is your final one a food related one no okay Mm. what's your favorite odd food pairing oh my goodness i didn't know that these were kind of um okay (laughs) peanut butter and lettuce what Yes, like a like a like a like a sandwich mm-hmm. with ice lettuce iceberg lettuce right it's the crunch yeah oh i can see the crunch because right? iceberg lettuce doesn't have a lot of flavor to it like the lettuce no, itself is not you gotta very get flavorful that good piece that crispy piece yeah not the tip but the base right the base yes yes yeah. yes yes all right i could see I know. that yeah not the tip jen the base not the, t- the base you knew what I meant. Oh, I know exactly what you <laughs> the mean. white part. The white part. part. Yes, yes. Cue porn music. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> thicker part. Oh, you're not helping this situation at all. Keep going. I won't even ask a question. I'll Fine. just let you define well, the weird food combination making quotation marks. Yeah, right I like it. We didn't even get into celery. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> But you know what? It's like putting peanut butter on celery. Yeah, that's right? what I was thinking. It's the same thing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You could do uh, lettuce wraps with peanut butter. You could probably omit the carbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jen will never do that, but I appreciate that you said that. I mm-hmm. might. I don't know. I like peanut butter in all things on a spoon. Mm-hmm. You're going to put peanut butter on lettuce? I'm I want you to text maybe. me when you do that. I yes. will send you a picture. And let me know. Yes. <laughs> make I, sure it's fresh. If it's fresh. soggy lettuce, do no, not blame me. No. It's no. got to be fresh and crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I, don't, I don't, otherwise I don't see that happening. Okay. So the final, final question mm. is a riveting one that okay. I know you've been just dying to be asked this question. Are you ready? Okay. If you could have lunch with any author dead or alive but they'd be alive when you are having lunch with them who would it be um mary keys i don't know if you know her you know mary keys i love mary keys so she's an irs author and she was the one who writes books this thick um oh i have one right here um it's fun stuff. Oh, okay. I've Look seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. I did actually see her in Toronto uh, last year, actually. And she was um, there for the Toronto film or book festival. And she's so damn cute. And her writing, um, I would, I got to interview her, but just in a written interview on Henlet on my website. But um, I was hoping she would take the book and read it and, um, you know, shout it out to all her fans. But I think I, she's inspired me all the way for the last 12 of her books. Very cool. Very cool. She's a very real person. I like her. I like them when they're real. Yeah. Um, Well, I also like them when they're imaginary because they behave better. Um, So with that said, shameless self-promotion time, Carolyn, where can people find you in your books? um amazon uh you know you can order from most bookstores because i'm on ingram and then i hang out mostly on twitter i'm a little bit there on instagram and then facebook um carolyn clark author or if you just type in and then there's margaret you'll see some ways to get in touch and then hamlet central um hamlet central was a it's a blog that i started seven years ago six years ago and it's just the books and literature for women over 40 you can be under 40 but it's more for uh, you know that fun aging chiclet lover and uh, yeah just lighthearted stuff and I'm usually there posting and doing author interviews too very very cool cool. well Carolyn it has been amazing to have you on the show thank you so much for being here um thank you so much of course. This has been um, Drinking with Authors. I had to remember that. Just kidding. It's, <laughs> it, this is gone. Um, I have been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today has been the always amazing J.M. Paquette. Our guest has been Carolyn Clark. And don't forget to like, subscribe, review. You're listening to us right now. So just hit that button and we will catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>